the bartering for cigar boxes was just one way I was able to build my business um, unconventionally. You know, why not trade? Yeah. Uh, you know, wh- how hard is it for me to do a three-hour gig? It's nothing. So I go and do that. They load my van, and I'm set for a year. Hey, Jack Lair here. I'm here at the Lair, Lair Podcast. I have a special guest with us today. Um, somebody that I just met recently, and actually we had a conversation right prior to uh, the podcast today. So I want to introduce Shane Spiel. Jack, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Shane, um, I'm going to share how we know each other. Right. Because we just met each other. <laughs> yeah. So Shane's son, Shane, right. is our videographer and production guy. Right behind the camera over there. Oh my goodness, I think he's over there. There's all these lights in our face. I don't know. I just got spots in my eyes now because of that. But anyway, um, so Shane's, Shane uh, does videography for our team and, and production. And he came into our, uh, he came into a meeting with Sarah on our team and, and uh, Ariel. And he started talking about, man, my dad's doing all this stuff on social media. And like, I'm just getting into that pretty heavy myself. And I was like, well, I'd love to learn more about you. So, I'm bringing Shane here to have him share a little bit about his background and what you're doing in social media. Oh, social media is blowing up right now, but everything is radically changing. That's what we're going to be talking about. Everything that you knew about social media before has changed this summer. Um, So, yeah, let's get into this. But before we get into that, a little bit about your background. Okay. Who are you? Where'd you come from? Uh, All right. I actually came... From out near Pittsburgh in coal mine country. Okay. And um, I, uh, I'm a musician, uh, but I'm not your typical musician. Instead of playing a guitar, I make my own instruments. In fact, hold on. Where is it? Right here. This is what I'm known for. This is a cigar box guitar, a three-string guitar that they made in the Depression era. And this was when people couldn't afford their own guitars. They would get an empty cigar box and a stick, and they would jam the stick the whole way through, they would wire up three strings and then they would get a slide like they would break off a bottleneck and put that on their finger and i don't know if this mic will pick it up then that was the instrument that people learned on well when i was in college i i became fascinated with blues and i ended up building one of these and realized this is the instrument for me i I, I used to play guitar, okay. and I was struggling with it. When I made this, I felt like Eddie Van Halen. Like, I could just play all these fast things. So, for the rest of my life, this has been my main instrument. Um, and I've always, once the internet came along, I was promoting it. I was, I was like, posting about it, even teaching people how to build their own. Okay. Um, that's a little of my background with the music. Uh, on the other side, I'm in marketing. Because... Uh, I never did finish college. I'm one of those guys that I'm not a college person. It's okay. I, I learn on my own. Yeah. Uh, so I took a job selling advertising for a local top 40 station here in York, Pennsylvania. And if anyone from around here remembers 98YCR, that's who I sold for. Was that like Cook and Crockett and those guys back yeah, then? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. And yeah. I was selling radio advertising as the fifth station in the market. Uh, and it was 100% commission. Okay. So, uh, you know, if I didn't sell, I didn't eat. And I was always trying to find a way 
to dominate. Uh, I, you know, if you're selling stuff, you're selling ads to uh, a small business. You want those ads to work so they buy more from you. Well, that made me competitive, and that made me want to, um, like, make my ads better than everyone else's. So when you heard them, you immediately responded, and that's what got me into copywriting. Okay. Um, because I didn't trust the copywriters of the radio station because they were churning out quick ads. Yeah, a lot, a lot of guys in the in the radio ad uh, business, they, they were out just selling it, but you were like heavily invested to make sure they were successful. Exactly. So okay. I would interview these clients and find that unique selling proposition, that, un that one little thing that set them apart from everyone else. And then I would create ads that some would say could be irritating at times, uh, or bizarre, okay. or whatever, but you're listening to the radio all day, and then all of a sudden somebody comes and punches you in the ear with an ad that you don't expect, that's when you listen. And that's what I got into. Um, so my clients were doing better, okay. doing better. And it's writing ads is like writing music. It's that art. I love that, that creative yeah. art. So that's another part of me. Um, and so I've been mixing music and I've been mixing marketing all together most of my life. That's wonderful. So in radio ad sales and then like what happened next? Uh, after radio, I worked for another job uh, doing marketing okay. and they sold out to a big corporation and I got let go. Uh, at the time, my kids, I had one kid in daycare and my oldest son, Shane, was in grade school. You couldn't, you know, with a loss of a job. Yeah. I couldn't uh, keep my one in daycare. I ended up becoming a stay-at-home dad. Okay. And so I took the music and I took the marketing and I created my own company, Shane Spiel Music and Marketing. Um, and I would do everything from building these cigar box guitars and selling them at, at shows, at, at art and craft shows, okay. to make ends meet, to um, creating my own products, uh, selling them online, using YouTube, using every social media I could think of to promote this stuff, to promote my products. Eventually, there was one company, cbgiddy.com, who started making and selling parts for cigar box guitar builders, okay. and he took off. He contacted me and said, it's time for us to work together. And he brought me on as his marketing person. Um, you know, I'm still my own separate entity, yeah. uh, but he hires me. And it has just been this symbiotic relationship where he says, Shane, you're great on on social media, on, on YouTube. Just go be yourself, do your thing, and get people interested in building homemade instruments. I'll sell them the parts. And so that's what I do. And it's just a fabulous partnership that we have together and it allows me to do crazy things like start a new tiktok channel that goes bonkers yeah and we're going to get into that in just a tad bit. yeah so the, the interesting thing is that so now you're you, you, you lost a job right you um you're a stay-at-home dad right you're making guitar boxes yeah. oh, guitar box or cigar, cigar box cigar box guitars, guitars. <laughs> i apologize you're not making guitar boxes but one thing you shared with me um, in our meeting a little bit earlier, you were talking a little bit about how you gained those cigar boxes. <laughs> I think that's a pretty cool story. Oh, okay. Well, in central Pennsylvania, there are at least two different cigar mail order companies. There's Cigars International and um, uh, FamousSmoke.com. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so both of those companies have huge warehouses where they bring in boxed cigars and then they take them out of the boxes and sell them in different packages. Well, I ended up being contacted by one of them to do a gig because they have a, a store, uh, you know, with a bar. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I'll perform for you. But instead of you paying me, how's about you fill my van with empty cigar boxes? And they loved it. So I would go do a three-hour gig, and I would come back with at least 400 cigar boxes in my van, something that would cost me probably two to $3,000 yeah. um, because these boxes sell anywhere between two and four or five bucks at any you know cigar place. Right. Here I am. I am stocked with the basic the the basic building material that i need for a guitar and so as a builder as somebody who's selling these things i'm set i have you know just stacks of these i go to lowe's i get the piece of poplar and then you know i go to my buddy cbgiddy.com for the parts but i was building these at, at a point of four to five hundred a year so there's just like a that's like a bolt right there yeah that's that is a stove bolt here and here to lift it up. In fact, uh, let me point it out. <laughs> I taught people how to do it. I wrote a book, Making Poor Man's Guitars, and it wow. shows how you make these instruments. They're so simple, yet uh, they're so much fun to play. Um, I was contacted by Fox Chapel Publishing back in 2017. This came out in 2018. Um, and, uh, yeah, my book, Making Poor Man's Guitars, teaches people this simple design, plus a lot of other instruments. I mean, I show how to make a microphone out of a beer can, make an electric wash tub base, all these crazy things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the bartering, going back, the bartering for cigar boxes was just one way I was able to build my business um, unconventionally. You know, why not trade? Yeah. Uh, you know, wh how hard is it for me to do a three-hour gig? It's nothing. So I go and do that. They load my van, and I'm set for a year. It's that uh, entrepreneurial spirit that just, like, and that's something that even this is like for your son right now. Oh, yeah. Because, because remember, you were put into a hardship, right? Right. And then you adapted. You you got resourceful. Yes. And that's what a lot of people, like, forget. Like, we have tons of resources, or if we don't have them, let's get resourceful. See, okay, this goes back. Hold on. This goes back to the Scarbox guitar in the Depression era, all right? So you have people that wanted to play music so bad, yeah. but they couldn't afford a guitar out of the Sears catalog. Yeah. So what did they do? They see an empty box laying around. They see a stick laying around and whatever else is on the farm, and they put it together. This is the analogy for my business. You know, you take whatever you have, um, because I, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to start my business. I had no money, right? you know, and we lost one income. My wife still had a full-time job, okay. but, uh, here I'm just taking whatever I could find and turning it into a business. And that's where I'm at now. I love it. So that entrepreneurial spirit, that, that drive that you had, um, and getting resourceful. Yes. I mean, that's, that's a great example to set for your family. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm seeing it like, you know, with my son, Shane, he's got, he took, how do, well, he's always been into uh, the technology, into music production, because he's also a drummer. Okay. And he, he got into hip hop production. And, you know, well, just real quick, he, he did share with me that he has never been taught how to play the guitar. 
But he, but here, but here's the thing. Uh-huh. He's learning firsthand and seeing you how to grow a business. So at least you're doing something, you know, I'm, I'm picking. I've never been taught how to play a guitar. Yet Shane. I still do it. So uh, he's, Other Shane. He's got no Shane. excuse. What are you doing? Give me a piece of paper. <laughs> okay, very Hey, here we go. Here's the book. <laughs> Buy this, Shane. Buy the book. Maybe your dad will give you a discount. No, he should never discount. Buy the book. Okay, anyway. All right. Um... <laughs> But no, it's it is an example. Um, take what you have and, and and go for it. Like when Shane told me he didn't want to go to college uh, because he didn't want to, you know, bring all that debt on his life. It's like, all right, so what do you have? And he absolutely did it because he loved the technology. He loved video production. He was doing it in high school, and so he took all those things. He invested in the right equipment because he's really smart about you buy the right tool for the job. And so he did that, saved his money, he did that, and now he's got this company and he's he's doing fantastic work in real estate marketing now too. He so is. it's 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 a amazing to watch. He's becoming a big part of our world, my world, so I, and obviously he's a little part of your world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we appreciate you, young Shane. Um, <laughs> and I think it's pretty cool we we're talking about like some of the the marketing for the real estate stuff that he's done and then you look at pictures and you go, "How'd you get the sky that blue? <laughs> How'd you get the lighting that way?" And he's like, Hey, you go make those guitars. Exactly. I'll go do my thing. Right? But no, that's actually he. He's usually over on Sundays, and we sit down and talk. And I go through what he's been working on, and I'm just asking him questions like a fanboy now. It's like, how did you do that? Or can you show me how to do this one program because I need it for my stuff, you know? So I'm learning more from him than he is for me. I will disagree with you. You want to know why? Because the example you set when he was growing up is massive for a child. It, it's way bigger than what you're giving yourself credit for. I just want to let everybody out there know that, you know, we can teach and talk about everything to our children, but the things that they see and the examples we set are the things they learn from. Right? I, I, it's my hope that that would happen. Yeah. I think it's happening. You know? It's already it, happening. As it's going on, as a, as a father of kids, you're always... I've walked in fear, you know, it's like, am I doing what's right? And am I doing what's wrong? And you do your best, you know? <laughs> well, we, 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 we screw up. Like, yeah. we, we screw up as parents. Exactly. Um, and, but the good news is they see that we're human. Right. Um, so, so we'll move on from the, the yeah, that's cool. Shane, you're doing, it turned out pretty decent. So anyway, um, so far, so good. <laughs> so let's get a little bit of bit into like, now you're, you're in marketing you're selling the guitar parts, right? Right. And you're, you enter this, um, this world called social media. Yes. When did that first start? Okay, this is very important. Um, it was 2002, and this is back in the era where the internet, this was web uh, 1.0 we're talking about. This is back when um, the internet first became like a real thing? Well, the internet first became a real thing in the late 90s. Okay. So by 2002, it's sort of established, and there used to be a web design thing online called GeoCities, where anybody could create their own website for free. Okay. And it was the wonkiest online stuff. But I created the first uh, ever website for cigar box guitars. 
And, you know, it was like geocities.com slash cigar box guitar. I mean, it was, wow. It, but it was so wonky. But all I did was took all the information that I collected and a simple how to build one of these. And being that I put it out for free and not charged people for it, I started getting emails every day, emails, questions. Tell me on this, how do you do the neck? How do you do this? And I was like, I need one place to put all my answers. In like 2002, 2003, Yahoo came out with bulletin board chat rooms. Okay. And I thought, okay, if I get one of these, then I'm going to answer everybody's questions all at once. And it will always and, be there. Yeah, and I just kept yeah. saying, go over here. Well, that chat room went viral. And, <laughs> you know, it was like 4,000 people, which Back early then. days, 4,000 people got into this and it became a thing. It was like the first time the, this humble instrument, it was big. The cigar box guitar was forgotten about, yeah. basically. Uh, you would see it in interviews of an old blues guy. Well, I started on a cigar box guitar when yeah. I was five years old. Um, so we took it and made it a thing. And so we're talking 2003 is when I started the first social media. It was a Yahoo chat group. Um, that continued to go until I got really tired of monitoring it. And, and you know, because you always have trolls coming in. Yeah. And then another company came out called Ning that allowed you to create your own social network. And okay. I created something called CigarBoxNation.com. That's actually still up there. It's one of those websites that refuses to die. But the same people on the Yahoo chat group went over to the social network we created. They could post pictures, post their music. Uh, we had uh, feature articles. And that kept going. Um, I eventually sold Cigar Box Nation over to cbgiddy.com okay. um, because he was better suited to, uh, to to have that. Maybe to service the clients. Exactly. Yeah. And then once I became his marketing guy, he ended up having me become <laughs> manager back on that thing. It's back and forth. However, um, so we did that. Facebook came along, stole so much of our thunder. And then that's where we continued to go after these hobbyists on Facebook, go after them on Instagram, whatever was popular. Like we, we were targeting them, yeah. correct? Yep. Okay. Um, we still kept Cigar Box Nation going because there were so many retired men that didn't trust Facebook. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, they didn't trust these company, these other social medias, but they liked this even though the, the site is wonky, it's outdated. Um, they stayed there and they're still there. Uh, so we have to take care of them as well. But... I've gone from GeoCities to where we are in this past May. I was sitting down talking to Ben Giddy Baker from cbgiddy.com. Okay. And we're like, we got to do something. Facebook is dead. Facebook really for us. I don't know. You know, I'm sure for real estate, it still works because if somebody's looking for a house, they're going to be. I think you got to be on all the different platforms. We, we get a lot from it. But still, for you. For my stuff, Facebook is dead. Okay. Um, and. They continued to change the algorithm, and so we were just struggling. Even our YouTube wasn't doing that well, and we were like, we got to do something. We got to, you know, change it up. And I'll be honest, uh, what I was doing after our conversation, I went into prayer um, because that's a big part of me. Right. And I went into prayer, and the one thing I felt in prayer 
honestly was do this TikTok thing. And I, whether you believe it or not, I really don't care. It's what happened to me. Okay. And uh, yeah. so I went into TikTok, and Shane had always been going after me. Do TikTok, <laughs> do this, these, these videos where people are going, and I never could figure out how do I, what's my format? Yeah. You know, because I'm used to YouTube where I do a 15-minute video. Here's how you play something, or here's how you build something. TikTok is 60 seconds or less, and boom, get it done. It's I call it 15 seconds of dopamine. That's what people are looking for as they're scrolling in this new style of social media. They want a quick hit of dopamine, and then they want to go to the next video. Yeah, and How Shane, do I fit? And Shane, I, I just want to share something because we're going to be getting into some stuff where this guy's getting four plus million views on one video and multiple platforms. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. I just want to let everybody know that we're not talking 4,000 views and we're not no. talking like a couple hundred followers. The, the magic's going to be talking about just a little bit. As of right this week, this is like you're interviewing me as it's happening right now. Like last night, I broke 4 million views on Instagram on their reels. So it on, starts on one video. On one video. Okay. So let me go back. The TikTok. Okay. We're talking about a social media. TikTok and now Instagram is copying everything TikTok is doing. And these are the videos called Reels. These are the videos, and as you're watching, you, your, your camera is not this way. It's up and down, and you're scrolling like this. That is the style of video we're going after. And I was thinking to myself, how do I fit into this? Because I've been doing long-form videos. And I realized it's show and tell. All it is is... I look at the camera and I'm loud at the beginning. My name's Shane Spill and I built this cigar box guitar. And then I edit quick and I do a three second like quick riff, like as fast as I can play it or whatever. It doesn't even have to be like really good music. It just has to be impressive for three seconds or less. Yeah. And then I do another couple quick seconds where I say what it's about, another quick riff, and one more thing, and I'm done. And I have done these videos, and they're dumb. They're, let's face it, they're dumb, but they're interesting. And, like, you know, it's like, I built this. It does this. It does this. You go to the next video. People loved it. They absolutely loved it. And then one time, I figured, let me do a compilation of a bunch of these quick instruments yeah. um and somebody had commented and said bro i bet you could make an instrument out of anything well on tiktok you can respond to a comment by hitting that and making a video so i started you see a word bubble above me and i look at it and i say bro i bet you could build a guitar out of anything and i looked at the camera and went hmm and then for the next 60 seconds i just picked up one instrument said what it was and it was like I made a guitar out of a boat oar, and I'd play it. Or um, uh, here's a guitar made out of a shovel, and I'd play it. And all the instruments were weird, goofy things that were made out of found objects. Like a, like a plastic bottle, I think. Saw, yeah, saw something it was recently. like a banjo. that <laughs> The banjo head was made out of a Mountain Dew bottle, yeah. the plastic yeah. from that. And each one, here I, I did this off the cuff. I wasn't even planning it. But it was perfect because in some of the songs, I played recognizable riffs. Like I did a Ted Nugent riff in nice. one of them. In another, um, it was Led Zeppelin. And so people were watching this. They're seeing stupid instruments that I'm playing. 
but they were hearing recognizable songs. And then I say at the very end, and I'm so glad I said this. I said, if you want to know more about these instruments, see my other videos. And I was done. That was it. Here, it was the right video for TikTok's algorithm. And it just worked with people. And it started going on people's For You page, where it's the, the videos that TikTok suggests. Yeah. And because I did it so fast, so much energy, with so many goofy things that people started liking it. They started looking at my other videos because they wanted to know more about these, and they started to follow me. Okay. Well, I noticed that um, people were doing the same thing over on Instagram. Now, TikTok will allow you to download your video and post it elsewhere. But in those videos, it'll put a TikTok watermark I see on that. there. Yes. Don't do that. Don't do it. I found an app called Save Tick. You can find these apps. They will pull your video off of TikTok without a watermark. watermark. Okay. Then you take that, you put it on Instagram for reels. Don't do a regular video. Don't do stories. Do Instagram reels. That's where they're paying. They're putting all their attention right now. That's where their algorithm is at as for this summer right now. Because they don't want you leaving their platform. No, right? they don't. Okay. That's what's uh, We'll get into okay. that because I'm currently getting shadow banned by TikTok for uh, for links to get people leave. Let we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But Instagram, you want to use Reels, and you do the same type of videos. You got 60 seconds, whereas um, TikTok will give you three minutes. Instagram gives you 60 seconds. So you got to make sure that video is that quick. And again, it's quick dopamine. Same thing. Instagram is just mimicking everything TikTok is doing um, just to keep followers. Now, the beautiful thing is Instagram has more followers to start with because they've been around for a while. Okay. So now that they're pushing these vertical videos, um, there's more people to watch them. On TikTok, that one video that I made that went nuts is at 2.5 million. It took me uh, two months to get 2.5 million. I put, are, you, are you running ads? No. It's all organic. It's all organic. And that same video in two weeks got me 4 million views on Instagram. Instagram is getting me more followers faster. It's getting me more views of my other videos. Um, and we're going to get into um, like ad placement in videos too okay. uh, because I've got my own techniques to do that. However, in as of right now, this week, Instagram is my baby. It is really paying off a lot. Um, on TikTok, I have for my link, being that I'm a business, mm -hmm. TikTok allows businesses to put a link on there on your profile page. And so I use this thing called Linktree. If you know about Linktree, you hit it and it gives all your links. And it gives, you know, buy my book here, go to cbgiddy.com here for your parts, go to this, here's my music. Well, TikTok doesn't want people leaving their, their, their app and they're going and shadow banning Linktree and other uh, uh, multiple link sites okay. that people use. And so m my fans were saying on TikTok, I can't find your link. It's not on your page, like you said. And here I logged into another TikTok account and looked at my own 
And notice it's not up there. They shadow banned it, which means only I can see it. That I think it's still up there, but nobody else can see it. It's a very deceptive thing used by tech companies. It started with Reddit, and um, it, it has continued onward. If they want to censor you, they're going to do it without telling you. They're never going to tell you you shouldn't have a link tree up there. They never tell you what you should or shouldn't do, wow. you're always at their mercy. So instead of getting mad at TikTok, I can't. I can't beat this. Um, I just need to wait it out. It'll probably wait about two weeks, and I'll change my link. And my link will go to shanespiel.com slash link. And that's a redirect page I made that goes back to my link tree. And now it looks like it's <laughs> going to your website. Yeah. But it's just a. It's a but it's another. It's a roundabout way to go to my link tree. <laughs> I love it. So Shane, I'm super grateful that you joined us today. Thanks for having me. The things you've shared about social media marketing, the things that you've accomplished in that in this short time. It's this is an exciting summer. This is a very exciting summer for social media. Yeah. Listen to these things. It's it's happening. And most definitely. So we did the marketing side previously, and now we did the social media marketing. Yep. And and all the things that you're doing. So. Everybody thinks that this is just happens instantaneously. You put a lot of energy and effort, a lot of like. There's a learn. lot of research, yeah. a lot of of you know self searching. Like I said, you have a unique story to tell. I needed to find my unique story to tell and to tell it in under sixty seconds. So I'm grateful that Shane joined us here at the Lair Podcast, and he entered my life, and I'm grateful that I got to be a part of yours. Thanks. One more thing I'd like to do. Shane, come here. Get in front of the camera. You got to say hi to my son, Shane. Say hi, Shane. Hi, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some people were meant to be behind there. <laughs> so next Tuesday, we're going to teach you how to get rich and thin. No, we're not going to do that. So Shane is actually going to share with you how he took the number of views on his Instagram to over 4.3 million views. You want to learn how to do that? We'll see you next Tuesday. Make today great.